0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tease Talk Time. I'm your host, Teresa Smith, and today's episode is entitled Caring for an Adult Child who is Disabled. As mothers, we all have strong bonds with our children, right? Even before we give birth, this bond begins. Our unborn babies depend on our bodies to survive and grow. So we eat right and take our vitamins. We even eat twice as much to ensure we are getting enough nutrition for our babies as they form and grow inside of us. After the birth, the umbilical cord is cut, but we still feed our newborns milk, then cereal, until they graduate to baby food and finally table food. Each year they become more and more independent. They learn to walk, talk, and even run. The next step is taking them off to school. Then the separation anxiety begins. As they gain their independence, they grow into teens and adults and they begin to take care of themselves. But this is not the case for some children. Unfortunately, sometimes children are born with disabilities that require them to have lifetime caregivers. Then an unimaginable amount of weight is placed on the shoulders of the parents. How do you manage the care of your child in this case? Is there anyone to help the caregiver? I'm sure each person's journey is different. However, we can gain insight and compassion for all those whose children are born with a disability or who have children that become disabled later in life. Here to talk about her journey of caring for her adult child who has a disability is my mother's friend, who is like a sister to her, Miss Evelyn Hawks. Hi, Miss Evelyn. How are you this evening?
1: Oh, hi, Teresa. I'm doing great, considering.
0: Okay, so how is um, Hester doing? How is your daughter doing?
1: Hester is doing pretty good as because we both, you know, have arthritis.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And in this kind of weather, I guess it starts to act up a little, right?
1: Yes. Because I'm
0: sore everywhere today. Oh, I I hope you feel Uh, better.
1: I refuse to give up out or in.
0: All right. (laughs) So, can you tell us here in the studio, since you're joining us for the show today, a little bit about your journey um, raising Hester and how it all began?
1: Well, my daughter Hester was born uh, premature. And uh, she was born mentally retarded, and I raised her from three years old by myself. No help. I still don't have any help, but I never complained or anything as my mom or anyone for anything. I just raised her by myself, but I also studied in that capacity. I'm the one who discovered that she was mentally retarded, and I also
0: and Wow so it's good that you had that background so that you were able to notice um, the signals or the signs that something was not developing correctly and if you didn't have that kind of background in child development um, you might not have noticed right away and you might not have been able to like give her her the help that she really needed. So, when did she actually get diagnosed by a doctor?
1: Well, you know, uh, my play father out here, Dr. Mayor, I made a discovery. Because when you have a child in that crib, you sing, you read, and you talk to them, and as they get older, you get your flashcards, your ABCs, your numbers, and all this. And at four years old, I discovered me observing here and working with a that. She wasn't progressing at the rate that she should have. And so I talked to him, and I didn't have to pay no doctor. He checked out, and he, said, he told me I was correct. Okay. And uh, so then, at the school, when she was transferred to special edge out here, not where I taught, because I didn't teach any of her classes, and I wanted her to have, you know, a teacher, not me. Because, you know, sometimes your relative is working with you. You won't, really won't progress like you're supposed to.
0: Right, true.
1: Yeah. And so then the teachers and the principal at the school were disrespecting me and my daughter simply because I made the discovery myself. Mm-hmm. And so my playfather and his wife called them up, went over to the school and told them, "You, my daughter, they considered me their daughter and her granddaughter. You're jealous because she's smarter than you. She made the discovery. It's because she works with my granddaughter. And if you don't start giving her the respect, and my granddaughter that they deserve, I'm going to sue both of you, all the teachers over here, and give the money to her. Okay. And so I'm the one made discovery, not some doctor. Wow. And after that, from the regular, you know, elementary school special ed. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. You know, when the kids are born like that, they should be getting a a disability check, but I didn't know anything about that.
0: Okay, at that time.
1: Mm -hmm, I never, and they, the teachers and the principal should have told the parents, but they didn't. They graduated from high school. She went through special ed all the way through high school. The day they graduated, that's when the teachers told us about the disability. Uh Wow.
0: Amazing. And that's why it's so good that you had the background so that you were able to discover it on your own.
1: Yes.
0: So um, uh, what other decisions did you make uh, to approach the challenges when you saw that the people in the school system weren't going to do anything? Um, How did you decide to approach helping Hester?
1: Well, you know what I did even uh, I, I knew something was wrong. She's a seven-month baby, premature mm-hmm. boy. And what I decided, I I said, well, maybe I have somebody else to work with. She had tutoring, all of that. I paid for all of that. Really struggling because child support I didn't get. I got tired of filing for that, and I let it go. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, working all these different jobs in my regular job, working from paycheck to paycheck to maintain, you know, yes utility bills, food. Hester was eating healthy, but me, you know what I was having three times per day, but she was too young. She didn't pay attention. Toast, orange juice, and
0: coffee. Wow. Those are my
1: three meals per day.
0: So, what resources did you discover on your own? You said something about, you found out about um, getting disability. Were you able to get anything other than disability for Hester? Um, No, I didn't.
1: Just like now, I'm her caregiver, and they pay me for three hours a day, and the, her doctors and my doctors nearly fainted. Three hours a day, they wrote a prescription, and this prescription across the top, it says 24-7, which is what I have to do, take care of her now. Okay. she's going mentally retired, and she's never been able to go out and get a job like you or myself. Right. We tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, on there, they put all her, you know, everything that's wrong with her. Born mentally retarded, and now her mind didn't get any better. But I'm here for, and I thank God yes. for giving me the strength to carry on. Because at that early age, I started teaching her to read.
0: You, you taught her well.
1: Yeah. And believe me, listen, So I was trying to make it in show business at one time. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it until 19, uh, Was it, 1978, my late mom became ill, and uh, that's when I cut from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did uh, the Jefferson's Louise's High School reunion.
0: Wow.
1: Uh-huh, I was on that episode.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah, and then uh, the West Side Charity League, all those uh, stage plays with them. And on my job, see, I quit teaching because uh, Arco, I took the job there. I went to business school, too. I took the job with Arco because of the benefits. First time I ever had a job where I got free medical coverage for me and for my daughter. Great. Uh-huh. And that's why I quit teaching. And I worked for Atlanta Richfield in the office for over 30 years.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean I really 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 admire you that you were able to do all of these things and still take care of Hester to the degree that you did you know without help and you were you were uh, making sure the rent was paid you know your bills were paid you made sure Mm -hmm. she had medical coverage and Mm -hmm. you didn't only do one uh, a regular job as we would put in quotes you also pursued your dream. You wanted to be an actress and you did a little uh, bit of work in that area. So you, I think you're showing that no matter what challenges come your way in life, no matter how big they are or insurmountable they may seem, you can do it. You can yeah. become what you want to become. You yes. can raise your child with a, 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 a level of quality of life to make sure that they do well in society, you know, you were able to like break the glass ceiling. And when people might have say limited you or tried to limit Hester and her abilities, you always went beyond that and you were able to overcome. I think that's so, so, so awesome. And um, the fact that you don't even have any help, you know, except God, you, ha- you don't even have anybody assisting you, you right. know, as a home health care aide. Mm-hmm. You have to do that yourself. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you- kudos you know why? to you.
1: Because I don't trust just anybody with my daughter.
0: I don't blame you.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. I don't blame you.
1: Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, there was a teacher at that art school. I worked over there. I volunteered at that one. And he saw a drawing that she'd done—a red bird. Oh, did nice. a lot of traveling with it. Oklahoma City, we went for two weeks over there. Yeah. At the hotel, they put the Sunday paper in front of your uh, room door. Got the paper, that red bird, little one. And she took her. She always took her art uh, papers and everything with her wherever we traveled and that morning she said mommy do we have to go downstairs to to eat i said no we can have breakfast if you want to are you in the room she said okay and she opened up the paper saw this bird red bird little one yes threw that thing up huge wow this neighbor and his wife and three kids lived in number six mm-hmm. Barry and deborah and he saw he says hester he says you trace that she says No, I didn't trace it. I know I can draw Jerry. And so he says, well, you're going to get a scholarship for art. And she just looked at him. we both bucked our eyes. Next thing I know, I had a call in that same art school where he was teaching art. He got a scholarship for that.
0: Wow.
1: That's my talent. But when Daddy told me that he couldn't afford to have both girls in college at the same time when I graduated from high school in 1952, yes. I hugged, kissed him. Thank you, Daddy. I love you. If you ever need me, I'm one call away. That's and that's all you had to call me when I went home to take care of
0: him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. But, so she yeah. inherited that from you. Yeah. Artistic yeah. ability. That's awesome. So how do you stay so strong and positive?
1: You know what, God, Ooh, Lord, have mercy. That's who I put my trust in. And I know it takes a special kind of person. To take care of any person who has that disability and I guess I must be that special kind of person.
0: Yes. Because
1: I'm a, I'm a certified caregiver and I've taken care of other people. Okay. Uh-huh. I w- went nursing school and uh, so anyway, you know, it. I, like, I cried. I'd be by myself. She never seen me cry. You yeah. know, I don't do it now. I got it together i know everything's going to be all right yes. and i just pray that god will keep me strong and i pray and ask him don't let me give up out of in
0: that's right so what advice would you give to other parents who are facing similar challenges
1: but you, you know there is a lot of help out there that they can get but see that those places they don't want you to know about it how huh? The four hours I'm supposed to have in, the, in the in-home supportive services, you know, who called me up, Social Security a young man from there, and told me, I said, uh, they're not gonna give you no hours for my daughter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Look, she's senior citizen status.
0: So basically, um, from what you're saying is that you you are you stay encouraged because you trust god and you stay strong and you you would recommend that other parents who face similar challenges you know go out and search for services for their children like you did pay attention to maybe the signals if you see that they don't seem to be developing right get all the help that you can and even tr- maybe they could become the um, home uh, self service aid to the child. They could be the home I caregiver. Have, you
1: know what I've done? Uh, I've helped a lot of people direct them in the right direction to get help. This old clock that has just talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop, thank God. <laughs> I, I've helped a lot of people get help for the child. I, I can actually see psychology was one of my majors.
0: Okay. Good.
1: I can tell you, everybody in this building is suffering from depression or whatever, but, and the ones that told me, I said, no, You don't tell me the business, I already know that. I said, Well, why would I say something, me, you, you, you suffer from depression? I said, That's not nice. You don't do that. No. That's no, not intelligent. I wouldn't dare do that.
0: Exactly.
1: <clears throat> no. You don't do that.
0: Well, I'm sure that today's episode will really help and assist you know other people who are dealing with similar issues um to you know to overcome in the way that you have and you know to to know what to do and what situations to look out for how that some people in the system can take advantage of you or maybe the school that your child is in might not give you all the information necessary so you have to search for it elsewhere how your even the the doctors of your child assisted you with getting some of the help that you need so they could ask their um, health providers you know what can i do to help my child and you know to get my child to the level where I feel that they are functional and they can function and do things that maybe some other people can't do. Right. You know? so I have a cousin
1: in North Carolina, Joyce Younger, Greensboro. Okay. Donna, she had all kinds of credentials. She before her mother passed in a She told me, I wish Joyce to use all the credentials that she has, like you did, cousin Edmund. school and the young man, you know, speculated, and she called him stupid, I said, whoa, when I tell when I said, listen, don't ever refer to anyone with a disability like that. And I sure did
0: tell him. Yeah, because you have to advocate for mm-hmm. your child and for anybody else with a mm-hmm. disability because sometimes, you know, people are not born with disabilities. They they end up having one. Yeah. You go have a car accident. Yeah. And you may not have been born that way, and now all of a sudden you you have a disability. Or in, right. in my family's case, you know, with my brother, he had a stroke, and then he became disabled. So right. you never know when you can also join the category, so to speak, of being disabled. So, right. Absolutely. So I'm so glad that you you know you told them that and corrected them on those different issues. So I, I want to thank you again for joining us on my show. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Same here too, darling. And God bless you and good luck with everything you're doing. Thank I'm you. So proud of you. Thank you so much. Again, to everyone who listens in to Tease Talk Time, and thank you for listening in to this particular episode. I hope it provides you with some information and some inspiration to know that you can persevere through any situation. Continue to listen for just a moment more because I've added on some listeners responses to my last episode with Jay Vargas. And as always, I'd like to say, talk to you later.
2: Hello, this is Louis Caprice Bond, and I am one of the number one fans of the show, and I really enjoyed that interview with Jay Vargas, The Investment, I felt like it was a dynamic interview, very entertaining, great information. Jay Vargas listen to his music right now. I listened for the first time on Spotify. Um, I felt that the interviewer, uh, T, that was one of your best yet. Um, You probably just had such a joy. Interviewing Jay Vargas, um, I felt like the flow was just amazing, on point. Um, you know, it was a lot of inspiration on both ends. Want to interviewer interviewee, always follow your dreams.